This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. If you want to stay in the know about everything that's happening in Portsmouth, from news to culture to food, of course sport and Pompey, take out an online subscription with the Portsmouth News website today at Portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Not only do you get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting, but with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app, you get all the Portsmouth you need. Our trial offer starts at just £1 a month for the first three months. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Pompey writer Will Rooney and head of sport Mark McMahon to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show, Indecent Proposals, we reveal the very latest on the positions being taken by League One clubs and outline the proposals on the table at next Tuesday's vote to decide the season's outcome. Swap Shop, after Kenny Jackett stated a belief trading players by direct exchange could become significant moving forward, we ask, will there be transfer swapsies in the EFL? Bright Young Things, we detail to you the exciting young Pompey players who could be coming to the fore with a restricted playing budget in the months ahead. We're now available at Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Okay, lads, another week, another Pompey podcast. How you all doing? Um, yeah, I'm okay, Mark. I thought I had a week off. I thought you'd have had it all sorted out by now. I thought you'd have kicked the EFL into into gear and uh, and had things all wrapped up. But I've just booked another week off for next week instead, just to make sure I don't have to deal with it when they eventually <laughs> get, get their back yes. into gear and make a decision. I I remember when I joined the news back in 2007. Way back then, I was always I was told the first week Jordy always takes the week off when there's something major happening. And I'm glad to see 13 years later you're still you're still doing the exact same. Yeah, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to let you down there, would I? I mean, there's so much oh. to do in, uh, at the moment. Is there so you know, life's full of opportunities. I can uh, go in the garden, or I can um, go in the garden, or uh, uh, anyway. My last week off ended with me with. Um, setting up a teepee for my three-year-old and uh, and burning things and you um, and you made associations with me being like our traveling friends didn't you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're saying there mark <laughs> well like you brought the subject straight away then it's, can we expect can we expect a decision next week <laughs> um, i wouldn't i wouldn't if i had to put my life on it i wouldn't um but Okay, yeah, Tuesday. Okay, it's been put back. We thought it's going to be Monday. Well, we thought it's been a lot of times, didn't we? But um, it seems, it seems that it will be Tuesday. Uh, but the way this mobber uh, arguing and, and niggling and, and coming up with all kinds of amendments and proposals, and still finding um, a lack of consensus and um, a lot of self-serving decisions, basically, um, you wouldn't bet against it. But okay. Uh, yeah, Tuesday's going to be the, be the vote. Uh, probably, you know, don't know how, how they even know the shape of how those votes are going to take shape at the moment, do we? With the, you know, they've got to sort out what's on the what's on the table first, and we've been through it, and we were quite up to speed with the with the proposals. But as it stands on at this moment, it's still the EFL 
supposedly suggesting that their preference is to finish the seeds on the on the pitch. I would contend that's a lot of rubbish, um, but that's the official line that they're putting out. And then the and then the unweighted points per game uh, points per game table. Uh, of course, we know about Tranmere's proposal, and now you have a situation where. Even the clubs that we know about, the, the, the so-called Big Six Collective, were keen to finish the seed on the pitch. You're now having them mobilised into factions, which probably, again, are self-serving and, um, and may see them vote in ways to uh, get them into playoffs or try to keep them to survive, i.e. Peterborough perhaps moving towards the Tranmere way of operating on their, their mathematical formula which needs uh, probably a degree in mathematics to comprehend, um, which, again, funnily enough, keeps Tramir in the division and gets Peterborough and Sunderland and the like into, uh, into playoffs, into an extended playoff situation. So no surprises, again, that they support it. But a gun to my head at the moment, Mark, I would say it would be the, the, the vote. Is, you know, probably perhaps even find himself almost cast aside on their own now as, as in the camp of saying that they want the... Uh, season to finish on the pitch uh, they're trying to maintain their consistency but in all probability gun to the head at the moment I would say uh, unweighted points per game and, and a normal playoff scenario as we've been saying for a few weeks now oh I scared him to death that shut him up <laughs> did, I, did I bore you that much Mark <laughs> We should, I think we should probably just highlight here, Will, that Mark's been having some Wi-Fi problems. He has, yeah, he has. He's big time, hasn't he? He's, he's, he has an engineer, and that was about two hours ago, which which uh, prolongs our daily uh, desk call, holds our plan for the day, and now he's gone again. I mean, I don't know what it's like. Uh, can any of our, our listeners who, uh, who live in the Bognor area tell us about their Wi-Fi and get in touch to see if they have similar problems? Because... I mean, in, in Portsmouth and surrounding areas, it seems absolutely fine, doesn't it? It must be, uh, must be that neck of the woods. Although he does, uh, he does steadfastly contend he's not from Bognor, doesn't he, Michael? Doesn't live in Bognor, doesn't he? He says, he says Chichester more so, doesn't he? Look, well, you know, I've right. been to his That's house. Right. It's, uh, it's about two minutes away from Bognor Golf Course. Okay. <laughs> he said he was going to get some, uh, get some. Deliveries of bits and pieces. What was it? A, a Paul is getting in the garden or whatever. Hot tub. <laughs> a hot I tub. I, yeah. I think I think he's in Bognor Butlins. That's the truth of the matter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick on, Will. Anyway, so what's your take on things as, as they stand at the moment? It's just, uh, as you say, the the can just keeps kick, get, getting kicked fair and fair and fair. And you are right, the EFL. They just don't want to. They don't seem to want to make a decision at all, do they? And you know, let's touch on this tram here. Tramia's solution they've come up with. If Tramia were in Wimbledon position now, they wouldn't have been coming up with this this formula, would be to get the <laughs> to get the season going. Uh, Ipswich, they obviously want want to be in an extended playoffs. They, why should Ipswich be in, in the playoffs? They've been nose diving since <laughs> since the start of December, but these all of a sudden be allowed in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, for Pompey, Matt Catlin was right. If, if you are going to play out the the remaining fixtures, then you're going to give yourself a one in four chances, aren't you? A one in four chance against three sides, you, you would think Pompey are capable of beating if they put in a decent performance. Why would you want Peterborough in the playoffs? Why would anyone want to bring Ivan Tony and Co into the playoffs? It's madness, <laughs> isn't it? You would not want to play Peterborough in the playoffs. So, 
to have Oxford do Oxford are the side in that group you probably don't want to play over two legs, aren't they? But yeah, as we've seen in, at, at Bratton Park in October, I weren't at the game actually, but by all, by all accounts, that was one of Pompey's best performances when they were in a in a bad patch of form, weren't they? And they start off the season poorly, sure. just conceded an early a late goal. Sorry, after having three or four very good chances, only putting on one. So. Over two legs, you you think they could get the job done against Oxford, but yeah, if Pompey want to get the the fixtures done, there's all these solutions bandied around. Look, the Rotherham Chairman's ground says fifteen clubs look like they're going to go for it. There's too many clubs now. It's gone on for too long for for clubs who were sitting on the fence to to want to get back to football. Now it's been three weeks since this this League One meeting. I mean, mm. why 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 would clubs now want to come back? How how motivated are players are? Blackpool, at Bristol Rovers, at Lincoln, how motivated would be to come back now? Because it's just been going on and on and on. All these players at Portsmouth, at Oxford, have known that they've got to keep fit because they are probably coming back. But yeah, it's just it does look like, as I think he's spot on, to be honest with you, the Robin Chairman, 15 clubs, looks like it might be the six who, who Pompey join with plus... Tramir and maybe Gillingham have been Otherwise, it just looks like it's going to be curtailed, and I don't know why it's taking so long. We knew this three weeks ago. Lads, wow. lads, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Did I bore you that? Was, it, was it that bad, Mark? Why? <laughs> was it that bad I was, for you? Yeah, I just thought oh, I'm losing the world I love here, so I just thought I'd leave you. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies to everybody. BT, I'm sorry. I'm going to name and shame you. My Wi-Fi has been terrible for locked, the entirety of lockdown and yet again it's failed me at, at my hour of need. No doubt some people would have been delighted to get rid of me, but sorry, I'm back, I'm back. So no, one of the best. When, 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 I, when, I, when I went to Butlins, I had really good Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking Butlins' Wi-Fi for free. I can't really complain, can I? Stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, I think it use of decided League One decisions already been made. No need for me to even contribute anymore to it, is it? <laughs> well, uh, well, I, it, we just touched on the on the on the, um, the 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 options there as well. I think I think the EFL um, needs some criticism in in how long they've taken to to kick this whole process. And I saw Mark Paliossi obviously been very vocal. Um, you know, pushing his agenda on Sky Sports today, but he did find time to criticise the EFL for for their handling of the situation because you now find yourself, and 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 I think this is quite important that the public have actually picked up onto this now. Um, that the the EFL, the, the, well, the EFL have only got a headache if, if League One, League Two football continued. That the, the logistics of doing so would give them a massive headache. The Championship less so. Obviously, the Premier League's out of their hands, and 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 they're they're their own. Um, to their own devices. So, it, it, although they're publicly saying this, that they they they, they want their preferences to continue on the pitch, I think that they they've only got a headache. So, the longer this situation dragged on, and then you look at the the uh, stated fifty six day time scale to get the league mm. completed, then we're beyond that now. It's going to be beyond that. So they can say, well, there you go. You know, you can't complete the league within this time frame. And in slight defence of the league, and you've also had so many such a swathe of proposals and, and amendments put forward that they have to they have to be considered as well. So it probably gives them the, the perfect armoury um, or ammunition to, uh, to to delay the whole whole scenario, which is where we find ourselves at. Uh, uh, you know, in, in a time frame that we can't complete the 
complete the league in 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 that in that time frame now. So, yeah, that's what it is. I, I think, but I think the uh, EFL aren't, aren't without out blame on that front. Um, and otherwise, being we were just been looking at again uh, the, the options of which way clubs will vote as well. Which I mean, you you, you look at the league table and um, the Rotherham chair and pointed to fifteen clubs that he thinks will vote for Catalment, and it's pretty obvious that. You had the six collective that were saying they wanted to continue the pitch on the pitch, Gillingham and Tranmere, then that gets you to the, the 23, doesn't it? That, um, but I think Pompey sort of privately fear that they, not fear so much, but they think they might be really out on their own now um, in terms of continuing the line of completing on the pitch. I think they think even the likes of uh, Peterborough, Sunderland, Ipswich are, are, are moving to other, Jan, Tranmere are looking at other agendas now. Jordy, is there a possibility where there'll be a vote announced, a decision announced on Tuesday to curtail the season, but then another vote could take a couple of days to determine what is the best course of action going forward, whether it be four-team playoffs or eight teams or ten teams? Is that another delay in the whole process so that we might not even know exactly what Pompey face on the pitch for a couple more days or a week after or Tuesday? Yeah, I- I would never say never, Mark, given the, the, what we've seen happen so far. Um, but uh, I think the, the, what might help on that front is what you have at the moment from the clubs is uh, proposed across the 71 EFL clubs, this is, um, mm-hmm. proposals and amendments. So what we're hearing from Tranmere, um, their, their margin for error points per game is a proposal. Uh, Barnsley have, have a proposal in the championship that, again, a self-serving <laughs> one where they don't, they don't want relegation. So, again, but then the others are based around more what they're calling amendments to the existing, what's on the table, in, you know, the points per game existing one on the table from the EFL. So, Lincoln have looked at, offered a few comments on that. The one that Liam Scully publicly stated was uh, Bolton's 12-point deduction. Um, they thought that they should, um, on the current for- format, um, the PPG for them has worked out on the, with their points taken off. He, ca- he called that illogical. But there's other comments which he hasn't amendments which he hasn't gone into, which um, I think may f- be towards favouring waiting points per game, and probably even favouring the likes of Peterborough, um, where he, you know, there's people at Lincoln are, are tight with McAntony. So you're going to have the likes of Ipswich. Sunderland and Peterborough trying to give themselves as many outs as possible through these amendments, I, I believe. One of the dangers of perhaps doing that will be that they may be, you know, given too many options to uh, build a consensus, uh, whereas it might be better putting all their eggs in one basket. Um, but yeah, as I say, what, you know, slightly contrary to that is you've got a series of amendments. What might actually end up on the table may just be the existing two with amendments or, you know, the Tranmere proposal as well so maybe just a couple in in the final reckoning but they need to sort out what the points per game how that will take shape and that should be what discussed on Tuesday that said Mark as I see, you never know you never know with this with this mob what they're going to come up with next do you well bear in mind that the Premier League's due to restart on June the 17th the championship June the 20th and I think mm. the, the championship's playoff final is going to be played around about the 30th of July maybe a day or two days out there. With that in mind, there's no, well, one, there's no way Pompey are, are going to start any potential playoff as early as mid-June. Mm. Are, we, are we anticipating then just 
potentially three quick-fired games round about the end of July, if if there is a fourteen playoff, or when or when do we expect Pompey to come back? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you've got to get back training. I mean, so you're looking three weeks today. If uh, I mean, so what you're looking ends of June until they can probably think right, we're ready for for proper action, really. If there is a 56-day period that brings you to the start of July, is there a need to to com- to make them so compact as, as they normally are at the end of the season? As we know, so if you go what, Saturday, Thursday or whatever it is, four days between the, the two semi-finals, if, if you have got a longer period when the championship's going on, could you stretch it out a little bit longer and give players a little bit more time to recover? That's a possibility then it brings into the argument, well, we don't need three, five substitutes, a man on the bench. We only need three substitutes and, and seven on the bench, as per usual. There's a lot of things that they need to iron out, really, isn't there, when it comes to that? But just for the playoffs, I mean, it might be exciting, which, you know, it's normally the, the bank holiday weekends in, in May, isn't it, when it's Christ, Saturday, League 2, Sunday, mm, League yeah. 1, Monday. I and mean, it's normally a brilliant weekend, the playoffs, as, as normal. It's brilliant sort of two-week periods, as, as ever it is, and it's sort of very exciting. Mm. So, you might want that again, might need you might think, right, football fans have missed out on that. Let's give them that excitement again and, and do the playoffs around that time. So, you, you might be right there. We could be waiting until the middle of the July, until until we do see some some playoffs, potentially. Um, Touchwood, touch it doesn't happen, because we'd all like to go and watch a game of football. I mean, we're lucky enough, we might be, a couple of us might be at allowed into the ground to watch these games. Obviously, everyone will be able to watch them from home and they'll want to watch the team. But, I mean, it just it just keep the process going longer and longer if it was like that. But they're the factors that need to iron out. But first and foremost, let's get the, this vote out of the way, I suppose, and then we can uh, then we can sort of address that, that situation. Jordy, I'm just looking at the rota for the next couple of weeks and I do see <laughs> that you are due to be off at the end of July. Jordy <laughs> <laughs> misses the major events. <laughs> well, you know, I've got a good in with my contacts at the EFL and, and, and Portsmouth, so I'm well, aware, I'm well aware of when things are taking place. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's why I've got those, got those holidays in, in early. So, um, yeah, those holidays yeah. in. Mark, Mark Cattley did let me in, let me in at Fratton Park anyway. So um, you know, and I don't like I like I don't like to be too near Neil Allen, so I can stay socially yeah. distant in the press box. I just just got to get my way in as well. And yeah, yeah, you observe you observe social distances with Neil Allen the best of times. Never mind lockdown then. Yeah, yeah. When you're travelling to those long away games, I'd rather get on the roof really. <laughs> Dare I say there won't be uh, any swinging and checks in going into Fratton Park either, so I'm sure you'll have a uh, a little carry out that you'll be able to sneak in as well. I've got my mate Apple down right. there, so this will sort me out. <laughs> well, is there, is, there, is there even any suggestion that any potential playoff final will be played at Wembley? Surely, surely there's no point in even going to that length for a final. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I'd be a lot of the, there's been so much spoken about over over the period of weeks, isn't there? But the the, the couple of bits I did hear on that was probably just neutral venue. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was. It's not a big deal, is it? Uh, yeah, I, mm. I, I think. Like perhaps you know, it's how how they can organise uh, sterile areas, really, isn't it? So um, it's not one. I, to be honest, I haven't looked into it with a great detail in the past couple of weeks um, but the last I heard it was probably you know, they just wanted a neutral venue 
But there was all kinds of different things being forwarded about how the how the format of the playoffs would take shape at one stage, wasn't there? Would it be one one game um, mm. or two? Um, in the event of a curtailed season, um, you could get it done in a, a couple. Of, I'll take I'll take Will's point actually. I would like the I like the playoffs to be the traditional format, but yeah. they've given in a curtailed season, which is in all probability what it's going to be. They're going to give themselves flexibility, aren't they? And you're getting a couple of steps ahead um, at the moment. I don't think all eyes are really. I mean, they would have been looked at, but not all, all eyes are trying to get through this, uh, the vote first and foremost and, and then look at that. But yeah, we'll, we'll wait, wait and see. Some good news, Will, in terms of Pompey. Steve Seddon has, is staying on to the end of the season. Cameron McGeehan looks like they'll be doing the exact same. Whereas you look at the likes of Wickham, the likes of Oxford, both of them, potential playoff um, opponents. Um, Losing players, lonely players. So already things are working out for Pompey in that respect. Yeah, I mean certainly Wickham. Like I mean, I know McCarthy. He was he was linked with Pompey in January, wasn't he? When yeah. before he went to Wickham. So I mean, clearly a player that, that Kenny Jack probably wouldn't want to come up against. And the other lads who's gone back to, to Oxford, sort of uh, from yes, West Ham, obviously. Yeah, obviously an exciting player as well. So. That's a, a plus point, and as you say, keeping Seddon's huge, isn't it? Because he's, he's had such a superb impact, and uh, you know, he's just awoken a, a set piece threat from Pompey that we didn't see in the first half of the season, as well as the attack and displays down the left. Which, in fairness to Brown, he had that Achilles problem where he said he won't be able to, he wasn't able to get up and down like he, he did last season. So, you know, that was a problem. But Seddon came in, he made such an impact, didn't he? And, I know he's been respectful to, to Birmingham about his future, but, you know, you are quite... When I've spoken to him in the past as well and all the vibes, you you, you do sort of... You're quietly confident he would like to stay at, at Pompey, aren't you? He plays every yeah. week. The fans have taken to him. You know, he seems settled down here. His missus seems settled down here. He seems to like living in the area. You, you do... The vibes, you do sort of... You know, you think... I think he'd like to, to be down here permanently, but on the flip side, Birmingham in financial trouble as it is mm. before all this, their prize asset Pedersen might have Premier League Premier League interest mm. in the summer. If they can get fifteen, twenty million to him for him, then it's a no brainer if they've got someone the type of Steve Seddon to come in and, and replace him. They've got a ready made replacement that they won't have to pay anything for. So It'll be interesting, but you know, at least for the meantime, let's just think of it in the short term. Seddon's here for the playoff, massive boost for Pompey. And if they can get Ragged now, Ragged's the one that, that you're looking at. You're thinking, mm-hmm. is he going to be able to stay now because his contract's up at the end of June? Um, with with knowledge, I suppose. I know he is out of contract, and whether they take that year on him, I don't know. But he does get severance pay, doesn't he, for 12 months? So it's not like he's going to be playing unpaid. He's sort of that month sevens you're getting. So yeah. you'd like to think that if he is out of contract anyway, it's just the sort of situation with with who's his parent club and who's he on loan from. So it's just it's just such an interesting one to knowledge say, right, well, extend it by a month and I don't know, can they change the goalposts in a contract? I don't know, what, what do you think? I think there's got to be a lot of goodwill from the, from the authorities and clubs on this, isn't there, on that sort of situation. I think, and yeah. I think there will be. I think there will be. They've got to think about the player as well, haven't you? They're not going to be difficult to deal with. They don't want, they want to deny him an opportunity to, to help you know, the club he's been at in, in a key, the key games of the season, whatever way they do take shape in the unusual situation. 
and um, and moving forward as well. I think I think you know, I don't think Christian Burgess will be here next season, but I certainly think that um, Sean Raggett has every chance he will be. You know, even take factoring in the um, the difficulties um, at the moment with the financial, you know how how the finances are going to work out. I'd certainly think that there's more chance of Sean Raggett being here. Uh, moving forward, um, and uh, yeah, I think I think there's common sense has to prevail in this whole scenario. There are obstacles to overcome in terms of contracts, but mm. I think there's a I think there's a goodwill within the game to sort of you know get the right answers to these these questions. Jordy, like maybe I've got a wee bit of lockdown brain melt, but I'm trying to remember <laughs> the last time Pompey Loney's we were and we were looking forward to maybe Pompey going out and purchasing players he had served a period of time on Loney. I know McGeehan yeah. hasn't exactly set the world alight, but Jack clearly rates him. Seddon is obviously very good. Ragged has settled in. Can you remember last time there was any Loney's that you were desperate to save after impressing on them? Yeah. Um, well, I can't, there was a guy called Ben Thompson who was here last season. Yeah. Of course, of there's the <laughs> knockdown brain melt. I told you knockdown brain melt. <laughs> yeah, he's probably one of the best loanies I've ever seen at Pompey. <laughs> no, well, yeah. no so there, there hasn't. There aren't the uh, the huge swavers there that that you know, yeah, going back down the years when D'Alessandro's and Luar Luar came here on loan first, didn't he? And, but uh, yeah, Ben Thompson was a was a whopper and cost us cost us promotion in my book. But mm. yeah, take your point on said and uh, the loans. <laughs> you have to look at the record of. Um, there's been some criticism that they've done at transfer business and loans in the in the last couple of years, and certainly a lot of them have flattered to deceive. And you think of the wingers we had that didn't do it last time round, and uh, so yeah, no, it's good that to really come in and and make a make a big impact. These guys, um, certainly, I think you know, obviously, Seddon and Raggett being the pick of them. But you, Ross McCoy's done done his bits, and um, you know, given he's not had the injury problems, I think he would have made a a bigger impact and. Cameron McGinn was an interesting one speaking to Kenny this week, Mark and, and Will. It just, I was surprised. I know Will spoke to Kenny the other um, a couple of weeks ago and got some lines on him, but he was very. He was always talking. You know, being that Kenny's a very uh, down the middle type of guy and probably safety person quotes, but he was kind of always talking like he was here. Um, I was just trying to find the quote. Uh, he said he's been committed this year and we have mm. a chance of getting the championship. In terms of the club going forward, being here is not something he's necessarily here. We do feel he has a good future ahead of him, and we we, we would be getting him at a good time. And uh, that's it's kind of quite as, as forthright as Kenny is on on players that are actually contracted to other clubs still, isn't it? We definitely want him, and we keep our options open. It's something we're looking into. So uh, we know about the hole in the budget, and things are going to be very different moving forward. But just looking at the tone of those quotes, I maybe think that Kenny might there might already be something in the can there, maybe with Cameron. No, I don't. Certainly wouldn't think Kenny would be coming out and talking in that bullish tone unless, there, unless there's something you know that he's, he thinks that can be here moving forward. Mm. You, you spoke to Kenny, Jordy, this week, and a subject that he broached himself was the idea of maybe swaps in the transfer market. Maybe there's yeah. a, a player Barnsley already fancy for next season and are, are willing to do a wee <laughs> bit of a swap with McGeehan. Well, that's it. I mean, it's something. Actually, the sports test called it first. Actually, in our in our in our conference calls, didn't it? It, it, it must be a first. We were talking about how the shape of the game moving forward. Um, obviously, with transfers, and it's well known Pompey face something like a seven million pound hole in their budget uh, for 
season tickets and the hospitality and, and potential, you know, TV revenues and, and whatnot next season. So um, that's going to be a massive hole, and, and things are going to be going to be cut to the cut right back to the to the bare bones to take Harry's quote. But one of the alternatives away from loans, which obviously is going to be very relevant, is you have to look at your assets, what you've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe start start working with those. So it's good, you know. I'll we'll put it to Kenny. Well, Kenny brought it up in a, in a, in, a, in a, just a general chat, and I picked up picked up on it. And he, he he sort of suggested yes, it may be that players under contract maybe you know use them as in, in negotiations for a kind of swap scene. Like you know, you have got your Panini sticker book out. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your Hawkins and I? You know, I need a Ronaldo or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, I'll chuck my case in as well. <laughs> oh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, any any potential swapsies that you think could could maybe happen, or you'd love to see happen? Um, in terms of Pompey squads, I was just trying to have a think. Then, I mean, going to Barnsley, I can't. No one really sticks out. I mean, your obvious assets are your Roman Curtis's, John Marquez's, and players like players like that. You can't really see Kenny said that there's a good group there already going forward who are tired dance of long term deals. So you can't really see any assets that the Pompey Woods want to swap. I mean the only way that they might get assets out the building is by what they want is by selling them and, and making profits. I mean if Pompey don't go up, I think it'd be fair to say that championship clubs might chance around by putting bids in for Roman cases. Uh, I know he signed to a, a three-year deal, but you know, I think he said it after he signed his contract in, in February. This isn't going to stop clubs going after him. Uh, Pompey have got a lot more, hold more, a lot more power, given that given he has got three years in this deal. But yeah. if you're getting offered, say, what did he value? Three, uh, three, mil, three million pounds. I mean, three million pounds to Pompey last season was a lot of money, the money they got to McClark. But this summer, I mean, it could be, you know... So it, you know, could equivalate to four, five million pounds if you sold the player for three million pounds, just because other players' values in the division might be driven down because clubs need the cash flow. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see whether Pompey do feel like they have to sell any assets. Personally, I can't see it because they feel like they've got a good group, and you know, Kenny's said that a couple of times. But yeah, swap deals. The only swap deals you can see is. Fringe players for fringe players, isn't it? And will that fringe player at a improve our squad if we send? But you you could possibly you could possibly have three fringe players at Pompey who could Mm. walk into say Accrington's first team Mm. and say right okay say Jordan Clark who you've done a wee bit of a rumor transfer rumor radar on this week loads of free transfer Mm. surely you could maybe say that Accrington we have got three. Up and coming players, friends players at that, but we'll willing to swap you for Jordan Clark. Surely, out there is more realistic, is it? You could do that, yeah, but then you've got to look at squad numbers and look at what you're going to be working with planning because Kenny goes on a lot about squad planning and, and having enough numbers for trading them. And I mean, next season, if there's not going to be cup competitions, etc., would you need a bit as big a squad as a 25 group, 25 man group that Kenny's sort of working with at his time at the club? Possibly not, as he said, that you could supplement with youngsters. That is a possibility, yeah. But if you're supplementing three fringe players for one prize asset, 
they've, I suppose the other club have got to weigh it up then, haven't they? Are acting mm-hmm. in the same club? Is, is, say, Jordan Clark, if he was under contract, is his value for, for our team, are they going to have as big an impact as Jordan Clark has anyway? Are fringe players of Pompey going to have that sort of impact? I don't know. Clubs have got to weigh it up and, and look at their own individual situations, I suppose. But, yeah, it's an interesting one, but for me, I mean, you look at, and then you've got to you've got to make sure that the lads who are going to be swapped want to go there. If you're well, Paul Darnan, if you're Paul Darnan on two year deal, who will be on decent money, he, he certainly wants to go out and play games. Um, but if you're going to go to Accrington and, and they say, right, you're on, let's say for example, you're on four grand a week now, we can only pay you fifteen hundred. Why would you why would you agree with that? You're under contract for two years, so. There are a lot of a lot of sticking points when it does come to swaps as well. The players got to agree to it, not only not only the clubs but the players as well. I've got to say, right, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of obstacles to overcome there. You could get also the situation where you might get a domino effect. You might the more clubs that get involved in a sort of a swap scenario, the more players you know, more options there there are. So I just think you know, if you looked at Pompey's squad maybe this season. I'm not saying this is, you know, what happened, but in, in right back, they were quite well loaded, weren't they? They've got Minoga mm. and uh, Ross McCrory and James Bolton. And for a lot of the season, probably were sort of in a creative midfielder, you know, and they could have gone out. And that's probably, you know, the way in which it would work. That was the way that I put it to Kenny and he, he concurred with. There's, but yeah, logistically, there's, there's those same wages to factor in as well is a, is a, is a, a massive one. But I think probably, you know, clubs, it just, it's an uncharted territory that we're heading towards, isn't it? There's going to be the game again, as we've said previously. It's going to look so different, and this is just one of the many factors that clubs are going to have to be creative in the way they do their business because they're just not going to have any money to to go out and you know pay pay not only for the fees but but the wages. Hence, why they're talking about a potential wage cap of two and a half thousand pound a week in League One. Yeah, well, if there's if there's eight players out of contract at the end of the season with Pompey and all eight say depart. Do you anticipate then Pompey may only replace maybe four, bring in four replacements then? It's not going to be yeah. seen yet for eight or anything again, is it? No, 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 no. Um, well, 17 under contract for next season at, at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, under the framework of the the wage cap proposals and that are being put forward by the EFL, and they're talking about a squad limit of 20, 20 players, I believe, although there is a, a season's grace to get everyone's house in order on that uh, so that kind of I guess you're looking that's what Pompey would be looking at those kind of numbers so, you know that they've got some good senior players there it'll be topped up with a line or two maybe can they you know negotiate deals to see you know if they sell an asset maybe if they do sell a Roman Curtis that would give them a lot more flexibility to go out and, and pay, a, pay, a, pay a bit more that would, that would change the whole environment somewhat but I think you're going to be looking at kind of you know, around the twenty odd mark, low twenties, and um, and that number would include being topped up by you know a, a few kids um, with you know the, you know the cabiners and the like coming through, um, and and the, and the one or two that you know the Minogas and, and people like that, they're going to be supplementing this number. Um, and it's going to be and bearing in mind this is Pompey in, in in good financial nick. This is how Pompey are going to look, and, and they're well placed. Some clubs are going to be in horrendous. Dire yeah. straits. It's going to be absolutely horrific. If I'm talking about Pompey being, they're going to be kind of thinking you're an Accrington or an AFC Wimbledon. How how are they going to operate? They're going to be full of kids, you know, next season. They're going to have no money. I mean, the likes of Accrington, they're probably working on about a million pound budget anyway, aren't they? So, yeah. 
how how the things coming out the other side for them. I, you know, you really fear for these clubs. And to be honest, I think they're just going to be looking at trying to muddle through a bit. Perhaps how things are happening on on the pitch aren't going to be isn't going to be their first priority. Certainly at League One and League Two level, anyway. Perhaps obviously different scenario, isn't it? In 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 the, in the Championship, um, as we know. But then they, they, the Championship are dealing with a whole different concern of. of the fact that clubs are loaded up with debt and they and they're going to be cracked down to the wall because of the way the the way that the unsustainable manner in which they won. So football full of full of problems and just a heck of a lot of answers to come up with across the board in so many different ways. Well, you you pay particular attention to the the young ones at Pompey. You've seen a, f- a few games over the years. Mm. Is any young? Be careful how you phrase that, by the way. <laughs> I just heard you said Will pays attention to the young ones. Uh, they're all sixteen. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> move, move it quick. Move it quick. <laughs> is, is there any of the young ones that excite you, Will? <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the obvious one is is Minogue, obviously, isn't he? He's what we've seen. He's a powerful lad. He's he's. Um... <laughs> no, I'll say he, no. He's he is an exciting talent. He's he's got a lot going for him. He's physically. He's the sort of player that Kenny Jackett looks for. He's quick, he's he's powerful, he's someone who, who physically can can match up to two men who were, you know, twenty three certainly above his age. Is he ready for League One action? Is he ready to go in and play the likes of Sunderland and Peterborough's mate perhaps not quite yet considering his his only taste of senior football's been Czech Trade Trophy games and Alone out of Bognor, where, where it, it, it was it was cut short because of a, a freak foot injury he suffered in the summer. If he'd have got out into the National League when it was planned in, in January, it would have been interesting to see how he'd have developed. And that didn't happen because the little injury of James Bolton picked up in the January time. That would have been interesting. In terms of the other lads, obviously, we know the scholars now. Um, mm. So it's Owen Taggart, Alfie Stanley, and, and Harry Kavanagh. Uh, just start of Owen Taggart, someone who obviously Pompey pays an undisclosed fee for. Uh, seeing him against Norwich in September, very quick. Got a lovely delivery on him, but Mark Kelly thinks he just needs to hone in on a couple of things. He's still quite raw. I think he just sort of, yeah, he just needs to sort of maybe learn a little bit more when to give the ball, when to hold it up, when to perhaps go past his man or, or when to maybe take the easier option. Uh, Alfie Stanley, he, he's a he's I mean, I, I couldn't predict him scoring 25 goals this season uh, when I seen him last season. I mean, he was always always a good little poacher of a finisher, sort of makes himself busy. But speaking to Liam Dace about him uh, a couple of months ago, he just said he's, he's just relished the physical battle now. And I think that's what he needs to do. He is quite diminutive, but if I think he, if he realised he's going to make it as a, as a professional, that he needs to start putting his, his body where places are, to, to quote Liam Dace. And, they certainly done that, and then Cavan as well. I mean, it, it is interesting because Cavan's a right back as well as Minogue. I know Minogue can, can play centre half, but Cavan is someone who's probably played right back a lot more for a lot longer in his in his career. He's probably he looks like a natural right back when you see him on the ball. He's comfortable, whereas Minogue, when he gets going, he's very comfortable. But in tight areas, perhaps not as comfortable as as a right back who's, who's played there for years would be. I mean, I remember. 
the uh, academy youth game at Liverpool last season. They got beat three two. Cavani was probably Pompey's man of the match that day. I mean, I know sort of Leftwich Maloney got the plaudits. So they were very good, but Cavana up and down. He was very athletic, very energetic, a high octane performance. He's obviously a, a Liverpool side that went on to, to go and win the competition. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get a look in. But Georgie, I mean, Kenny seems to think that if Pompey got up to the Championship, that would help youngsters getting out on loan higher up the pyramid. But it, it means they're not going to get blooded in in the Championship, doesn't it? And is that, mm. that going to be a problem then? I, I think so, Will. Um, you're looking, as I say, 17 contracted. Kenny's saying that he, he believes that's a good nucleus, be it League One or the Championship. I would have grave reservations about uh, how that, that squad could contend with if they go up you know, in the present state. And there's so much uncertainty about what lies ahead. Um, if, if I'm, if I'm you know, being consistent with that thinking, if I'm saying that that squad's going to have trouble, trouble in the Championship, There'd be massive, massive worries about throwing blood in youngsters at, at, at that level, of course, because it's so it's so dangerous, isn't it? What you you know you could go throw these kids in, even at League One level. I think if you threw these mm. kids in, it, it it could break them. Uh, it, it, some of them probably would not be ready. They need to come in and be dipped in and deep dipped out in the, in these friendlies and and Premier League cups. Ideal scenarios for these for these lads and Johnson Paint trophies, but. Week in, week out, league level. I mean, the, the physical demands of that, yeah. you know, without taking in the, the quality of the opposition, it, it, it's massive. Yeah. So, um, again, though, I'd say it's probably more of a concern in all probability for a lot of clubs that realistically really have to have to do that. So, um, yeah, it, it, an interesting scenario. Um, I know the club talk about sustainability, but there's always been a, a view held within Pompey that if the club were to go up, that the Yarsons would, would back them. Obviously, mm. very, very different very, very different now with what's happened over the past couple of months. But, yeah, I, I would I would have um, grave reservations about that. Um, but if you were to pick one, Will, who, who, would you, who, would you, who would you be your one to watch? I do I do like Cavana, but, I mean, with Tegas, oh, let's, let's not set this lads up for a forward and plenty of youngsters who promised and have yeah. pieced out, hasn't there, over the years. But with Tegas, it just... It's just the raw ability there is with him. It's whether he can break through now because you've got wingers like Ronan Curtis and Harness Williams, even Rico Hacker-Fairchild. People are forgetting that, that he's, in, he's in the picture as well. Some people are forgetting that he's a winger or slash can play in the number 10. But with Tegata, he's just got the raw ability there. So it can go on and get a couple of games in the first team if, if there is opportunity in the Cups or get out on loan, which I think the lads need. Then in touch with Pompey, if you know they've, they've made a decent sign and a decent academy sign there because mm. and they're, they're you know scouting the market in Northern Ireland pay off because obviously there's the two other younger lads Jared Story and and Harry Harry yeah. um, who are also there so you know it's 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 encouraging for Pompey that they are scouting these markets so let's hopefully touch towards it it bears fruit for them. Good to see you keeping an eagle eye on those youngsters as ever. Will. <laughs> 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 No, that's really that genuinely is, is very good insight. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there. I think Mark's um, Bob the Wi Fi is cut out again, so we can, uh, <laughs> we can we can knock that one on the head. Um, yeah, so look forward to probably well, I'm going to be off next week. I'll be looking forward to listening to the podcast when you're probably still talking about an EFL vote in the following week or something. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> listen, great for your insight as ever. Um, and yeah, hope you've enjoyed that. Listen to the latest Pompey talk, and we'll see you all again next time.
Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for just £1 a month for the first three months for everything you need to know about Portsmouth and more.